And we're back in for another hour Priority Talk Radio right here on WXJC. Greg Davis here with you. Of course, Nate Williams with me as usual. And uh, we've also got Cleet Hux with us here in studio, as we do during this hour each and every week. We uh, visit with Cleet about how America became pagan. And uh, we've been breaking that down from a lot of different angles and uh, pretty, uh, pretty enlightening, no doubt, week in, week out. You can go back and listen to last week's and the week before and the week before and the week before. You can go back and listen to all of those at our podcast, Priority Talk Radio. And, of course, it's at our website, PriorityTalkRadio.com. We encourage you to go back and uh, listen to previous episodes with Cleet and many other interesting guests and topics and subjects that uh, Nate and I discuss here day in, day out, week in, week out here for you on WXJC Radio. All right, we do it from 5 until 7, Monday through Friday, and we're glad you're here with us for this hour as we uh, finish up a uh, new week or finish up the end of a week and uh, get ready to begin a new week of Priority Talk. And uh, we've been talking about paganism, and we do this every time. Let's just reset paganism. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've about got where I could probably give the spill now. Okay. Uh, but uh, quickly tell us when we say how America became pagan, it's really mm -hmm. how the East came West. Yeah. And right. and you can yeah. give us some of the technical terms and some right. short definitions sure. of what yeah. we're dealing with here. And this is so prevalent mm -hmm. in our Western world now in America. It's so prevalent we don't even recognize it right. any longer. Right. It is. We are it. And right. so we can't see it right. because it has yeah. become who we are. Mm -hmm. So sort of break, set it up for us, and then we're going to get back into this subject of yoga. Right. And uh, we've already started it last week, but we're mm -hmm. going to continue that conversation. So I know a lot of you will get mad because we're going to tell you the truth about yogi, about yo yoga and yogis yeah, who, who are the leaders. What do they call them? Uh, yogis. Yogis, but they are the, uh, what are they? Uh, gurus. The gurus mm -hmm. of, of the practice right. the, of the Hindu religion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, a lot of you will get mad and upset because you, you like yoga and you do yoga. Your kids do yoga at school and you've got it at your church and all that. If your mind's made up, I'll say like I did last time, if your mind's made up, no reason to listen. But if you're open to hearing something different that maybe you didn't know, Maybe you were uninformed or a little innocent on the issue, and you've entered into something that is probably spiritually not healthy. Uh, listen, and, and we'll, maybe, maybe you'll learn something uh, that will uh, maybe change your behavior, change your practice, or your views on something. Is that fair to say? Yes, exactly. Okay. Tell us about paganism coming to America. Yeah, people in in the West here, especially in Alabama and in America, we need to think objectively rather than subjectively. There's a way to objectively identify, clarify, define yoga, because it has done that for us historically. Okay, so, uh, but yoga, uh, as far as paganism is concerned, the definition of paganism is basically everything is divine. <laughs> I'm divine, the trees, the rocks, the trees, uh, the fish, everything is divine because it's a manifestation of the divine. Just like Romans 1, they exchange the truth of God for a lie exactly. and they worship the creation versus exactly. the creator. Exactly. That's it. And so it's, everything is D-Y-I, do-it-yourself, yeah. um, divinity, do-it-yourself, salvation. Yeah. And that's what yoga really means. You've got the power within you. Yeah. All of this. Yeah. Well, that's the Western concept of, of it. it. Yeah. But um, 
through yoga practice, we we work out our own salvation according to the East, and that's what yoga really is all about. And so you tap into the God within, but really you're just part of the overall concept of God or Brahman. So now as far as the penetration of that in the, in the West, let me read you. The Truth Exchange, friend of mine, uh, Peter Jones, has a ministry called, Peter's one of the foremost authorities on paganism. He, I may have mentioned him earlier, he, childhood buddy with uh, John Lennon. And, and but Peter has had a ministry to paganism for a long time. He and Marsha Montenegro, yeah. another friend of and mine. And I know Marsha. Marsha is mm-hmm. great. Uh, but they, he has a staff member, Pamela Frost, who uh, was talking on a podcast, said that in 1993, a group of Hindu students uh, organized a movement called World 2000. And the purpose of the movement was to change America from biblical theism. Now, what is that? Hmm. A biblical view of the creator-creature distinction, biblical theism, to the Hindu worldview of Vedanta. Vedanta is non-dualistic. There is no creator distinction. Mm-hmm. Okay, all things are one. one. All is one. One is all. And so the statement. Of the or purpose purpose statement of the World Vision 2000 was basically this: seminars to be held on various campuses will only become successful as a team of Hindu students are inspired to work hard. Let us try to reach out to every Hindu student on these campuses and others who respect Hindu ideals. And they go on to talk about it's already. We already have a foot in the door because some of the New Age concepts and Eastern meditation have already taken place and said, uh, said, let us invade the American campuses armed with the vision of Vendanta and the... Here they come. Here they come. <laughs> Here's they this came. monistic worldview. And again, it's the dawning of the age of Aquarius. The age of Aquarius doesn't know the distinctions of the Piscean age that it just came out of. <laughs> you know, so the fish symbol age. So it, it's like a Trojan horse. And uh, there are those here that so have you, been... So you, you would call yoga a Trojan horse, you believe? Oh, definitely. Okay. It's probably one of... Well, it is the Trojan horse of paganism in the West because there is no Hinduism without yoga and no yoga without Hinduism. You can't you can't separate the you two. Cannot you can't separate you can't do yoga two. and not say, and say I'm not I'm not doing Hinduism. Exactly. And you can't be Hinduism and not do yoga. Yeah, yeah. They go together. Yeah. For instance, um, Pathabi Joyce, he has something called Ashtanga yoga, eight-limbed yoga. And he believes that just because Americans do the physical postures for exercise, he says, even uh, detached from any religious meaning, any Hindu religious meaning, will ultimately influence that individual towards a monistic Hindu worldview. And there's evidence of that. So it doesn't start out that way necessarily, no, it but, but it's going to take someone that direction. Exactly. And very few, uh, I would say, if any, uh, practitioners of yoga in America who do it for physical exercise, they don't have any idea 
that the asanas basically are a moving liturgy, an offering to the Hindu gods. That's what the asanas are. So they're doing it and don't even know it. No, they don't know it. But you, but you need to know. That, that's need, that's no excuse. Exactly. exactly. There's no excuse. You, you need to under if you're going to participate in something like that. You need to know what it is. That's right. Exactly. And that's why you're listening. That's that's, that's exactly why we're listening now. As far as so it's um, a, so yoga brings a subtle presentation oh, good to night. the West. Yeah, it is. It's a Trojan horse. It's it is subtle. A Trojan horse. It looks great on the outside, and you know, but they have no idea what they're opening themselves up to when they do uh, Eastern meditation, as far as guided imagery and progressive relaxation techniques that are used to put them in touch with the one universal energy force or soul, which is Brahman. Now, people so, listening, if they say, it's it's just stretching, Cleet, come on, it's I just would stretching. I to them, how ignorant are you of Eastern mysticism? Mm-hmm. Tell me how much you really know about it. And they're going to give me their own definition. They're going to redefine yoga. Mm-hmm. Who gives them the right to redefine someone's religion? How upset do we get at Mormons, Jehovah Witnesses, yeah. and hundreds of other groups that try to redefine Orthodox biblical Christianity? Believe me, there are yogis that get just as upset at us for for doing that as well. And as I've said, when you do that, it's like right. you, you've made yourself God anyway because now you've decided the truth. Exactly. You've made up your own truth. Exactly. And truth comes from God. So you, you. you've, you've really bought into yeah. it by redefining it. True for you, but not for me. Mm-hmm. Well, when you get into this, well, moral relativism comes, springs from the same worldview. And truth itself can only be self-validating, you see, to myself. True for you, but not for me. For instance, talking about the Trojan horse um, the way that this stuff gets in. Let me quote you a New Ager way back when. but And this was from New Age and Education and how, I, how they purpose to get it in to curriculums into the school. This is Dick Sutpin. He says, once we, uh, once the occult, metaphysical, and New Age terminology is removed, we have concepts and techniques that are very acceptable to the general public. So we can change the name and demonstrate the power, and in so doing, we can open up the door to millions who normally would not be receptive. Wow. Who said that? Dick Sutton. And who is he? He was a New Age leader. Okay. Uh, so they're telling you what yeah. they're doing. Yeah. Again, the new the, the, the Trojan horse approach. Now, to be honest with you, uh, how much more time do we have? Uh, we we'll take another minute or two okay. here before we take a break. Well, uh, I want to get into quoting uh, Representative Jeremy Gray mm-hmm. because he is taking the same Trojan horse approach that Dick Sutton just mentioned as far as yoga and getting the ban of, of yoga practice Overturned. removed. Yeah. All right, well, let's go ahead and go to break, and that will give us more time when okay. we return to do sure. just that. It is Cleet Hux with Apologetic Resource Center. He is in studio with us, How America Became Pagan. Yoga is our topic for today. You can slow down on the hate emails and all that. I know they're coming. I know they're coming every time I talk about this. 
Cleet, you know it. Yeah. And people get upset. Okay. It, it is just so widely accepted that uh, you just can't rock anybody's uh, yoga apple cart or they get really upset. Um, but again, it is what it is. Now, either you're, you're doing yoga and it's Hindu, or as you said, you're not doing yoga. Mm-hmm. So quit saying you are. Right. Because right. <laughs> you're sure encouraging a lot of other people to do it. Right. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Jumping back in with our conversation, Cleet Hucks, Apologetic Resource Center, in with us today. Uh, Greg Davis here with you, of course. Nate's here with us as well as we continue to talk about uh, paganism in America. And uh, we talk about uh, yoga, the Hindu religion. It's one and the same. Can't yes. do one without the other. Mm-mm. If you're not doing, if you're doing yoga and you say I'm not doing Hinduism, then you need to assess whether you're really doing yoga. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. Well, um, tell us now. This has made its way now. You've been on this for decades, mm-hmm. but as of a couple of years ago, it has now made its way to legality mm-hmm. in our Alabama schools. Right, and I know right. you uh, you say that mm-hmm. uh, there there's a plan and a strategy and a, and a plotting that's went on. It sure has, either by ignorance or deliberation, one or the other. But at any rate, uh, when we talk about this uh, yoga coming in and the ban on its practice being overturned and K-4 through 12th grade in in Alabama schools, uh, there has been a Trojan horse approach to this. uh, And it's taken a lot of the legislators uh, by surprise. Well, I say by surprise. It's pulled the wool over their eyes in some sense, in my opinion. Uh, It's easy because, first of all, it's hard enough to understand your own religion and what you're supposed to believe and practice. But when we talk about Eastern mystical religions, boy, it is really a foreign worldview to us. Because again, we we tend to separate things here in the West. You know, I'm not the chair I'm sitting in. Uh, You know, there's a creator-creature distinction that we honor for as far as Judeo-Christian Christianity is concerned in the West. Uh, But when yoga comes in, it's almost always redefined and as such being redefined it's a Trojan horse and people want to redefine it away from its religious meaning toward a physical exercise meaning Mm -hmm. and the sponsor of this bill Jeremy Gray Representative Gray who was a defensive back at NC State yep and he started yoga shortly thereafter, or even maybe during that Probably time. was introduced to it, I would imagine, if not before, yeah. while he was uh, playing yeah. college football. I think it's pretty common. It's pretty common. In college athletics, very common. But he, like so many in the West, uh, are trying to change the meaning of yoga. Uh, but again, there again, intent does not change meaning. So, but... Um, and so you think, do you think these people have good motives i know motive doesn't matter but do you think their motive is you know are they trying to do a trojan horse or do they just not even realize that's sometimes what it is? i think i know their motives sometimes i'm not sure i know the, the yeah. term motives but the result is that they either do not understand yoga and its religious implications or they have purposely tried to redefine it now I always opt for the second option. Yeah, or maybe some combination thereof. Combination of thereof. For instance, he says this. It had already passed the House, uh, and it was on its way to the Senate for vote 
sometime in the future. And again, it passed uh, last year, last May in 21. But he said this, uh, he said, in order to get things passed on the House floor, he, the uh, Montgomery Advertiser is uh, interviewing him. He said, I had to make it where it's more about stretching, breathing, and meditation as opposed to embodying the whole concept of yoga. In other words, he had to make something that is religious <laughs> by nature be translated some, into something yeah. that is only physical. But notice he uses the word stretching and breathing, but he also included meditation, which the in-place bill or ban at that time yeah. uh, prohibited that because of its Eastern religious connotation and dissociative nature with the progressive relaxation techniques, Eastern meditation, guided imagery, and so on. So A whole other subject, but yeah. where's the separation of church and state folks? On well, this? that's that's You have to redefine <laughs> yoga away from its religious uh, underpinnings and what it really is. But yoga is religious. So he says he redefined it, but he really didn't. Well, is he being truthful or deceitful? Why is he doing this? Is it? He said, in order for, to get things passed, mm -hmm. I had to redefine it, basically. Yeah. Well, he I just softened up the language is what he did. Well, he's, he's still got breathing. Yeah, he's still all in there. Exactly. I guess he didn't say we're going to uh, worship. Uh, well, again, for instance, uh, he affirmed that meditation was included uh, when on February the 5th of last year. Yeah, 21. Yeah. Through his Facebook account, Fix the Man, Fix the World, hashtag Inside Job, he posted this, he quote, It was a great honor and privilege to talk to the at-risk teenagers at Second Chance this morning about the importance of implementing yoga, mindfulness, meditation and control breathing into their daily routine i mean wow. <laughs> so is he trying to pull the wool over somebody's eyes or does he not understand what yoga really is so but both I, well I, i'd say a combination and, and maybe it's more one than the other mm -hmm. but i bet it's i yeah. bet it's some mixture of yeah. both yeah. he doesn't fully understand it and he's trying to yeah. do what he's got to do to get it passed because yeah. he's in the business yeah, because he's consciously trying to relegate yoga just to physical exercise. But we we didn't need but, yoga to have physical exercise. No, no we, we already didn't. had physical exercise. Uh, Becky Garrett, uh, Garrettson uh, uh, of, of uh, Eagle Forum said, yeah. "Well, if it's just stretching, why do we need a yoga bill?" Well, yeah, that's what I said. Kids can already. There do was the no stretching. law against stretching. No, there was and no breathing. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But. Yeah, it's very interesting. Another, but, but our legislators went for it. And legislators went. And for maybe it. you're exactly. going to go here, Cleet. But let's not neglect the fact we mm -hmm. talked about this last time. I think. Uh, I think we mentioned it last week. Yeah. That he's in the business of yoga. He is. In he has a program that take, yoga, he yeah. takes to the schools. Yeah. That the that the schools pay for. That's right. He's in the business. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So, and again, where's the separation of church and folks crowd? What right. if we wanted to bring some Christian 
practice into the schools as part of our. Oh no, that's and, a violation. And, and, but we'll soften the language a little bit and you know disguise it. We're not yeah, going to really do that. But we'll just the minute kinda, I bow my head and fold my hands and do this, oh no, a separation of church yeah, and yeah, state. Yeah, they know? they wouldn't go for that. No, y'all y'all got it exactly right. It's only separation of church and state when it deals with Christianity. That's right. Exactly. That's exactly right. So. Now, how so much now hope? this bill is yeah. here. Yeah, it's it's law. Mm-hmm. Our our mm-hmm. Republican mm-hmm. majority, super majority, and mm-hmm. Republican governor brought right. it to us in twenty one yes. during COVID. Right, along with some other really bad stuff like uh, med- marijuana that they say is medical marijuana. Uh, also, along with uh, home delivery, alcohol, and uh, I mean all kinds of stuff went on in twenty one. Yeah. Um, it was a bad session. It was COVID year. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they were thinking clearly. Some of them. But um, it um, has made it. How prevalent has this come in our schools though now? I mean, they passed a law. Yeah. It, it they they took away the ban. Are, are schools ban. buying into this? Are they offering it a lot? I, well, I don't know. Well, it's left up. We'll we'll get into that in just a second. Let me uh, go back just a step or two as far as the the Trojan horse thing again. Um, let me. Uh, I want to share what. Dr. Candy Gunther Brown. Um, she's a friend of mine. She's head of the Religious Studies Department at Indiana University, uh, Indiana State, I believe. Uh, she, in an article that she did for Psychology Today, she talks about a Christian and a former yoga instructor, former yoga instructor who became a Christian, who makes the argument that simply relabeling yoga as Christian fails to make it so because, quote, authorship implies ownership, and ownership implies right of possession and control. She says, yoga is not just a human invention, but co-authored with the spirit realm. Now, she she further pointed out uh, that no matter what Christians call yoga postures or asanas, They are a moving liturgy, as I quoted a few minutes ago, an embodied form of worship, a physical offering to the Hindu gods who are attracted to the offering. By analogy, she says, the owners of a stolen Lexus won't be fooled if a thief removes the license plate. Likewise, the Hindu spirits who own yoga return or retain the title deed, so to speak. Mm. They'll get back in the vehicle while you're driving it. Wow, that's good. <laughs> this was a former yoga, former yogi. So, but wow. it's become pop culture uh, in America with hatha yoga. Now, do we need to take a break there? Or? Yeah, let's do okay. that. Let's okay. take a break uh, there at the bottom of the hour. You're listening to Priority Talk Radio. Cleet Hux in studio with uh, Greg and Nate. How America Became Pagan. Yoga is our topic. If you're just jumping in here, uh, don't hate on us too bad. We're just trying to tell you the truth. You can deny it all you want or, or turn the channel and not know it. Mm. But it is what it is. And uh, we're breaking it down for you here. Uh, listen to uh, this and other uh, segments concerning these topics and many more at Priority Talk Radio on your favorite podcast platform and visit arcapologetics.org for lots more research on these subjects. We'll be right back. And we are halfway through our visit today with Cleet Hux here all the way until the top of the hour as we uh, continue to break down this topic of yoga, how America became pagan. We've uh, talked about uh, 
lots of different uh, angles on this. You can find all of those past conversations at Priority Talk Radio on uh, your favorite podcast platform or at our website, PriorityTalkRadio.com. Uh, we've uh, talked about education extensively. We've talked about sports extensively. And yoga sort of brings those two things together. Mm-hmm. It really it does. does. And, yes. and, and yoga is in the church as well. Yeah. Um, which, um, which sort of brings us to this next uh, topic. Is so many churches host yoga classes, mm-hmm. Christian churches, because mm-hmm. uh, they say it's just about exercise. Okay. Like, like you have to do Y-O-G-A to exercise. You know, there's, right. like that's the only way to exercise. Yeah. Um, can yoga be done just for exercise? No. <laughs> well, that didn't take long. Next question. <laughs> Vishal Mangalwadi is a scholar, scientist, Hindu citizen. He says, absolutely not. He says, yoga was never meant to be a fitness regime. And he accuses, uh, he and along with a lot of other um, Hindus who are real Hindus, accuses the West of renaming yoga, redefining yoga, and limiting yoga in order to market it Mm -hmm. to the West. And the way it's marketed in the West is basically Hatha yoga. Now, that's just one kind of yoga. There's a lot of different schools of yoga. And even Hatha yoga, even though it's the physical part, stretching stuff is is emphasized in Hatha yoga, every school of yoga is a path for salvation. That's what it is in Hinduism. Yoga itself is that. So any school that teaches yoga would be doing that. But Hatha yoga, matter of fact, uh, Hatha is, it needs to be hyphened. Ha is talking about sun, and Tha is talking about moon, sun and moon. And basically it's having to do with the worship of nature, okay? And again, that's, that brings about that idea of oneness with everything. Everything is a collective whole. You see, hatha, physical At what exercise. point, I don't claim to be an expert on the practice of right. yoga because right. I, I right. haven't right. done it. Yeah. I have exercised. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Still try yeah. to from time to time. Yeah. Um, at what point do I go, you know, if I stand up and do a little stretching and touch my toes and, you know, maybe you know, stretch out my hamstrings, you know. At what point do I go from stretching to yoga? Because that, that's sort of the, where's the line? I mean, because well, we say, yeah. can you do yoga yeah, and, and, ju- yeah, can it, yeah. and just, it just be right. exercise? No. Right. But no. you can exercise and not be doing yoga. Yeah, but there again, you get into that rhetorical question. Why are you doing yoga if it's just stretching? Because most people you talk right. to, they don't really talk about the right. stretching. They talk about the relaxation that gives right. them the way. Right. I, I just need it. I feel better. It just it just de-stresses yeah, yeah. me. Isn't that what you normally hear people that? But yoga, um, again, hatha yoga, it tries to emphasize here in the West the physical part of stretching, and all that. But yoga is usually synonymous with Eastern meditation, because you you when you get into yoga you do the meditation. So if I'm in practices. a class and we're stretching, right. And they and the leader, mm-hmm. with it, it may not even be called yoga. Okay, let's just take that right. label off right. of it, and right. it may not be a yogi. Mm-hmm. But if that leader starts saying, 
okay, now you've, you know, you've stretched and we've done this. Now do this. At what point do you cross the line? Is it when they start saying, now close your eyes and clear your mind? Is that when you go, oh, red flag? Red flag. And, it, or um, is it prior to that? That we're going to visit a remote island in the South Pacific. Okay. While you're, while you're you know, right. or just let imagery. everything go, let just everything release go. all of your stresses. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't go to these classes, so right. I don't really know. Right. right. Uh, well, where do they go? <laughs> How are they released? Uh, again, it's trying to separate consciousness mm-hmm. of thought and of being yeah. and just lose contact yeah. with your alertful, watchful, cognitive conscious self. Um, a lot of the mindful, so-called mindfulness stuff that's going around is really mindlessness yeah. <laughs> because they because your mind is attached to this physical stuff here. Mm-hmm. Buddhists, in Buddhists, who talk about detaching themselves, you know, that type of thing. Well, if but, there's... Um because I'm just going back to the folks out there that are yeah. all riled up and right, defensive right, over this because right. I know they're out there. Right. So they go, well, man, we have that at our church, but we don't do all that stuff. Well, why do you call it yeah. yoga then? Well, it's because of pop culture. Yeah. Like Nathan was saying a few minutes ago, everybody else is doing it. Yeah, don't call it yoga if you're not going right. to do that stuff. Right. Well, it's a fad, you know, here in America. But why but, would you even open up that door, you know what I mean, right. especially now that you hear this and know exactly. this? There should be some people going back talking right. to their church and yeah. going, hey, we yeah. need to cut this out. Well, listen to Swami Param, president of the Classical Yoga Hindu Academy in in New Jersey. He accuses proponents of what he calls New Age Yoga, nay, for acrostic. He says they're stealing from an existing religion. He says stealing from an existing religion and or culture, then denying it, profiting and profiting from it is the MO or modus operandi mm-hmm. of the usurper. Wow. He says for our better understanding, he states, Imagine treating baptism and communion as an underwater therapy and wine tasting business. Wow. (laughs) Envision a fitness rabbi, diet pope, and gaming imam. Picture hot baptism at your local gym, power mass, and gentle genuflecting. How about a 200-hour certified communion teacher greeting his students with hallelujah and then denying any Christian connection? Wow. He says, how about marketing baptism pants to display one's physical accomplishments? He says, as ridiculous as it seems, this is how callous, absurd, and insulting is the New Age yoga crusade. And that's exactly what we're doing in America. Mm. Strong stuff. Uh, Is there any room for a Christian to practice yoga. No. Short, another <laughs> no short answer. All right. Answer. No. I like to give you a short answer, then he gives you a long answer. Well, I do exercise, yeah. Well, Swami Parham. That's why me, I'm trying to help people understand where, where the difference is. I agree with Swami Parham. Yeah. He says, divorcing any aspect of yoga from its Hindu roots is dishonest and a grave insult to a world religion and its adherents. I also agree with him when he says, if one wants to learn Hinduism and yoga and perhaps become a Hindu, do that. Go for it. If one wants to stretch and relax, be thoughtful and considerate, but don't call it yoga. Mm. Wow. 
Well, I, you know, there's so many Christians that are that are practicing, and yeah. I just keep going back. It's bad enough it's in our schools, but to me it got to the schools via of the church. Right. When they normalized it in the church, there was no resistance to it being in the schools. Uh, going back to what you were just saying there, uh, mm-hmm. Clee, there's almost a way of spinning it to reason with those who are more of a certain side of the political aisle and mm-hmm. to say, well, we don't want to culturally appropriate I had yoga. that same word in my head. Exactly. So so we, should, uh, we shouldn't do yoga because we don't want to be disrespectful to certain cultures. Yeah. If we're not going to uh, practice it in spirit and truth, so let's not do it at all. Yeah, it's almost like cultural appropriation. That's how, mm-hmm. I was thinking that's almost almost like religious yeah. appropriation. Yes, and so so we shouldn't partake in it in the West because we're not doing it the yeah. right way, yeah. so let's just not do it. Yeah, it'd be pretty right. hypocritical for them to deny that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I just, sure you know. Well, let's take a break. When we come back, let's talk about this uh, uh, new must-a. Namaste. 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 All right. I want you to tell us about it okay. and uh, why sure. it's important sure. and uh, how Christians should respond and uh, also... Uh, you know, the meditation thing, it, sure. it's just built yeah. into it all. All right, yes, we'll take a break. Yes. Uh, ARCapologetics.org for Cleet Hucks and much more information. PriorityTalkRadio.com. It is Priority Talk. Greg Davis here with you. Nate Williams, of course, with us. And uh, in studio, Cleet Hucks, as we finish up uh, this week's discussion of how America became pagan, we're talking yoga. If you want to hear uh, all of this conversation and past week's conversations as well, they're at our podcast, PriorityTalkRadio.com. Go to ARCApologetics.org for much, much, much more research on these topics, including um, yoga. Uh, Namaste. Tell us about it. Did I get it right? Yes. Namaste. Yeah, you asked the question, though, should a Christian You gave me this topic. Tell me about it. uh, uh, Should a Christian practice yoga or can a Christian practice yoga? Uh, Is there any legitimacy to the the term Christian yoga? (laughs) That's one of the biggest oxymorons. That would have been one way to keep it out of the schools. Yes. If they'd have called it Christian, Christian yoga, yoga, oh, it'd have never passed. Oh, wow. The lawyers would have came out and yeah. they'd, have, they'd have nixed that. You can't have Christian. Yeah. But if they just leave it yoga implying Hindu, yeah. then it was okay. Anyway. But the problem is you can't mix Christianity and Hinduism. No, no, I know. I know. <laughs> so, um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's like saying, um, can a Christian be a Hindu? Can a Hindu be a Christian? No. You know, you can't mix the two. It, a Christian can be an Indian, an Indian can be a Christian, yeah. but you can't mix the two. Right. So, uh, no Christians. There's no such thing as Christian yoga. You know, that, again, that's redefining it. And people who redefining it have, you know, they have that in common with so-called progressive Christians in the cancel culture. They're rewriting, redefining the everything. Yeah. You know, why? Pragmatism. Just because I want to. I mean, who gives us the right to redefine things? And no well, one gives you us. You made the yourself right. God. Yeah, you, exactly. You decide the truth for yourself. Well, that's it. Mm-hmm. And it's only, you know, self-validating because I'm the middle of it. Yeah. But as far as namaste. 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 <laughs> there are yogis. I wasn't familiar with this term. Yogis that would say, if. Yoga practices 
could be encapsulated in just one word, it would be namaste. Now, namaste. Break it down. Means. As the, the, uh, he, again, people that practice yoga in the West, they're saying, well, it's a greeting. I bow to you and you bow to me. Well, namaste in Sanskrit, <laughs> Hindu Sanskrit, it means the God in me bows to the God in you. That's what that means. Well, first of all, you know, <laughs> how many gods are there in Brahman? Three million gods. The God in me bows to the God in you. Why? Because we're all one. We're all part of the universal soul, you see. I'm an individual soul, but I'm part of the universal soul. So while soul. we might look at the bow as a yeah. sign of respect, Right. It's more than that in the Hindu. Religion. Well, that's exactly what it means to in, in Sanskrit, is that the God in me bows to the God in you. Now, as far as, and it, what it is, is the affirmation of the God consciousness or the oneness that we all are. That, again, we're getting back to that monistic, distinctionless world. Now, how is this used in yoga? Well. I, I haven't done yoga, so help me. But that's what the way it is used yeah. and with the thing matter of fact I saw three Alabama football players the other night they got together and made a tackle and the three tacklers got together and bowed yeah. and performed the thing I said oh my goodness what are they doing so that's Probably. that's it yeah and you're taught that in yoga right away oh that yeah that's how yeah. you begin is yeah. that how it begins yeah. well it, typically a yoga instructor or teacher closes his classes with the namaste okay and the God in me bows to the God in you. So that would be introduced. You would you couldn't do yoga without being introduced to that. Then. Uh, yeah, it's part exactly. of it. It's part of it. And um, so, well, Christians might say, well, what's the harm in that? Yeah. Well, here's the deal. Here's the deal. From the yoga, uh, from the recognition uh, sutras. That's another. That's another Hindu scripture that is official Hinduism, and it has to do with yoga in tantric yoga which is more sexual than other forms of yoga but it's all the same thing it says it this it teaches only one there's only one in the universe and you might say one what one being one reality god brahman whatever and all actions it says are in truth the divine worshiping itself. Why is that? Because all is divine by nature. Mm. You see, and yoga is to help you realize your inner divinity. You remember Deepak Chopra? Chopra? Um, yep. He was a had been some time back, Deepak, but he was very, yeah. very popular in, in yoga and New Age movement. And right after 9 11, um, who was it? Um, Larry King Live. Mm -hmm. He had uh, <laughs> had Billy Graham on there. He had uh, John MacArthur and somebody else. And by conference call, he had Deepak Chopra call in on how Americans could handle 9/11. And Deepak called in. He says, "Well." I believe that everyone has an inner divinity, and if we get in tune with our divine self, everyone will be okay. Mm. <laughs> so, I mean, that tells you exactly 
what is going on as far as yoga is concerned. Okay, talk to us about the other part of yoga that I think, you know, Mm -hmm. I wasn't familiar. I guess I've seen the pose, but I Mm -hmm. I wasn't familiar with the name that uh, I won't even try to butcher it again that you gave us, Namaste. Namaste. Okay, but meditation, I am. Now, Christians, we're told to meditate. Right. What's the difference here? How how do we know when we're... But the scriptures that tell us to meditate on on the Word of God, right. you know, don't be transformed by the by the world. Don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yeah. It's by the works and words of God, and dwelling on that with my conscious mind. Eastern meditation uh, is inner concentration centering on my inner self meditating on my inner self is not biblical meditation it's med- meditation biblical meditation well, that's worshiping yourself yeah it's focusing your attention yeah. on yourself yeah and that's worship of self is it's that right worship of self exactly and that's what secular humanism is all would it about. be fair to say Yoga or Hindu meditation, mm-hmm. as practiced in yoga, uh, is to sort of also empty your mind. Mm-hmm. Aren't oh, you yeah. told to? Right, right. Where Christian meditation, we're we're filling our mind. Yeah, exactly. With with the with, things of God. With the things of God. Think on these things. Think that are above. Colossians, Philippians. Bring every thought captive yes. to the obedience. Of where Christ. yoga says basically empty your mind and find yourself. Right. Is that right? That's right. Well, it's concentration on the inner self. Why? Because the divine is within. Right. New Agers will quote scripture. Doesn't the Bible say that the kingdom of God is within you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, out of, out of context, of course. And so that's what they're saying. And All right. You had a few in. more terms here you wanted to expose us okay. to as we uh, finish up our discussion on yoga. Well, that people need to be aware of. Yes, of course. Now, as far as the Christian response to namaste, uh, you know, Isaiah 42, 8 says, I am the Lord. That is my name. I will not share my glory with anyone. Okay. And I will not share it with idols, basically. And bowing down to I bow, the God in me bows mm-hmm. down to the God in you. Um, you know, that's. It's anti-biblical. It's anti-biblical. It's idol worship. Sure. That type it's, of thing. It's simple. Because, yeah, very simple. Now, as far as um, the asanas in yoga, again, uh, that's an ancient Hindu process to spiritual enlightenment. And the asanas themselves, most of the Hindu authorities will say that these are uh, uh, basically a way to honor and try to incarnate Hindu deities, you see. And when someone gets really deep into this stuff, they can be uh, open toward possession, to be honest sure. with you, demonic spirits. So um, how much more time do we have? Well, a couple of minutes. Okay. A couple of minutes when before Kundalini, we, we need to talk about Kundalini. I wrote an article for Baker's uh, Dictionary of World Religion on Kundalini sometime back. And kundalini comes from the word kundal. Uh, it's the idea of a coiled serpent uh, sure. at the base of one spine in the lotus position. Mm-hmm. 
And there's seven different chakras or energy centers, energy meridians along the spine. And that coiled serpent, Kundalini, is a Hindu goddess. And she evolves, she's aroused through yoga practice to come up to the crown chakra. And that's where the mind. That's where um, Carl Jung, uh, the greatest pagan psychoanalyst, said people can really become quite disturbed, have a psychosis, and there's others that have even said that people can die at this particular state. Mm. So the position, to be honest with you, and here's a picture yep. of what I'm talking about. Guess whose website that is? Representative Gre Jeremy Gray. Mm. He got it right on the front of his website. He says, elevate your grind. That's his business. Yeah, it is. He's right there. It's meditate. If that's not self-explanatory, yeah. I don't know what is. And that's state representative right here in Alabama. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Clay, now, we're going to run out of time. You, you've got several other... Uh, now, uh, let, let me say one last thing. Okay. Um, even though the ban has been lifted, mm -hmm. there's some amendments been put in place that basically gut the bill mm -hmm. of its religious... Uh, meaning. Now, only time will tell what Gray and people are going to do about that. He was at, and this is from New York uh, Post, and they quote me and Gray in here. He says, anyone who has taken yoga, and Gray says, anyone who has taken yoga, we know that namaste is not something religious. Well, he's just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, said, he says, two, two Republican state senators uh, said, Gray said, played a role in altering the bill. Arthur Orr and Dan Roberts says they weren't for weren't available for comment, and so the author of this asks. He says, "So what would happen if a teacher would slip and say Namaste or Om?" Mr. Gray said, "Good luck on trying to re t trying to enforce the new rules." Sure. Oh yeah. He says, "There's no yoga police going around saying no. you can or cannot do this." Is he telling the truth or is he not? You see, uh, I think he's telling the truth there. Yeah, uh, it is. It's hard for people. Yeah, to no, understand. it doesn't even have. Again, it, I've talked about this on some other issues. It doesn't have to be in the curriculum. Mm -mm. It's in the method. It's in the it's pedagogy. In the exactly. it's, it's in. It's in. It's baked into right. it. Right. Yeah. You can't do yoga, which we've allowed in, mm -hmm. without doing this. Of course, it's going to get yeah. there. With and whoever's own, leading, it's going to bring it with them. Exactly. But his own admitting to changing the bill, sure. changing the meaning of the bill, so it will get passed. Well, and you had two guys there who had probably good motives. Right. They wanted to, they yeah. saw it was going to pass yeah. and said, no, 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 let's do right. this. Yeah. And As so we, they probably had good motives. but And parents have to, this is this is the Alabama code right here. Parents have, have to, to agree. Yeah. And guided imagery is excluded. Meditation is excluded. All of the dissociative <laughs> states. Hypnosis is excluded. Chanting. Well, that's Mantras, why they say all we mudges. have is stretching. Yeah. It's just stretching. Well, why did we have to have a law to make – we already had stretching. Exactly. Yeah. All right. We've got to go, Cleet. Thank you very much. And sure. uh, we'll do it again next week as we continue our conversation during this hour about how America became pagan. We uh, spent, uh, oh, about an hour and a half, the better part of two episodes, mm. last two weeks, uh, talking about yoga. So go back and find that, PriorityTalkRadio.com, and find out more about Cleet. Have him out to your church. And I see all the research that he's done, arcapologetics.org. We'll talk to you next time.